His TED Talk called it a state of ecstasy. Now, he says also that this is so intense an experience that it feels almost as if it didn't exist. And that sounds like kind of a romantic exaggeration, but actually our nervous system is incapable of processing more than about 110 bits of information per second. And in order to hear me and understand what I'm saying, you need to process about 60 bits per second. That's why you can't understand more than two people talking to you. Well, when you are really involved in this completely engaging process of creating something new, as this man does, he doesn't have enough attention left over to monitor how his body feels or his problems at home. He can't feel even that he's hungry or tired. His body disappears, his identity uh, disappears from his consciousness because he doesn't have enough attention, like none of us do, to really do well something that requires a lot of concentration and at the same time to feel that he exists. So existence temporarily suspended. Now, when that happens, he says, the music just flows out. And so many of the people describe this as a spontaneous flow that I call this um, type of experience the flow experience. Mihai found that flow, this experience of fully losing yourself in an activity, wasn't specific to musicians or artists. He saw it in chief executives, in assembly line workers in Detroit, Himalayan mountain climbers, Navajo shepherds, Olympic athletes. Whatever they did, if they found a way to experience flow in their lives, they seemed to be truly happy. The world is so full of things you can do (laughs) that you can try to do better, and if you can do that, it doesn't matter what you're doing. Mihai described one man he interviewed during his research who worked in New York City. Whose whole um, adult life consisted in slicing uh, salmon for lox and bagel in Delicatessen in New York, and how... I mean, he describes how you take a fish, you know, a 30, 40 pound salmon, and you drop it on the counter one after the other until you develop a three dimensional x ray of how the fish is made inside by seeing how it ripples and how it sounds when it falls on the counter. And then takes these knives that he always sharpens and then starts cutting these fish so that he avoids. Um, the the bone structure uh, that would be in the way and makes the thinnest slices as fast as possible with the least effort possible. He developed this into an art form and he's very proud every night when he goes home he knows that he has filleted better than anybody else could do in the world. What would Abraham Maslow think of this? This idea that happiness can be found in ordinary moments where we lose ourselves in extraordinary ways? He didn't call it flow, but he had a different name for it. He called it peak experience. But this involves a renunciation of the the notion of the perfectibility of man. Man can be perfect, but for five minutes. (laughs) In a peak experience, in some great moment, uh, it's possible but we just can't stay perfect. You must give up the notion of the permanent heaven. 
we can get into heaven, but for five minutes. Then you have to come back to the world again. Abraham Maslow speaking in 1966. You can see Mihai Csikszentmihalyi's entire talk on flow at TED.com. Hey, thanks for listening to our show on Maslow's Hierarchy of Human Needs this week. Our production staff at NPR includes Jeff Rogers, Brent Bachman, Megan Kane, Eva Grant, Janae West, and Chris Benderev, with help from Daniel Shukin. Barton Girdwood is our intern. In the front office, Eric Newsom and Portia Robertson-Migas. Our partners at TED are Chris Anderson, June Cohen, Darren Triff, and Janet Lee. I'm Guy Raz, and you've been listening to the TED Radio Hour from NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Dataiku, an artificial intelligence platform committed to bringing data-driven decision-making to every industry, every business challenge, and every team. Learn more at dataiku.com.